1: I don't want anyone else to know about this. I I just want you to know. Okay. Are you listening? I'm listening. Are you going to put this in the podcast? Maybe. I really miss you, man. (laughs) I miss you too, guy. There's a
0: real, um, there's been a real void of time.
1: A real time void. I know. I felt quite lonely today. Did you? Yeah, I did what was going on today buddy what were you doing what were you up to uh, nothing in particular it wasn't it, it, i don't think it was emblematic of the day today i think it's just like uh a reflection of you know i've been uh, pretty mobile which is a dream and i feel very fortunate for but i feel uh i'm i'm missing i'm missing spending time with friends with no agenda and uh, nothing but time in front of me. Well, this begs the question,
0: guy who are who are these fuckos you've been hanging out with with agendas and what are their agendas? What are they after? Often they want to record podcasts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Um, yeah, I don't mean agendas. You know what I mean. I just, I, I really know, like. I, I mean no, I know this what you mean. sincerely and from the bottom of my heart i miss you uh and i would love to like um spend some quality time uh separate from us getting together in accordance with our professional lives when
0: was the last time Timbo and guy guy just got really freaking stoned together
1: i you know I, this is i i don't i don't know that i mean i don't know that i can remember And we've both had things on and we've, you know, we've both got lives to live and that's going to take its toll, but. You got to prioritize your people. You got to, you got to, yeah, you got to look after all parts of yourself. How are you anyway, man?
0: Hey, dude, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. That's good.
1: How was your day? I'm like.
0: I feel like I'm living uh, somewhat unsustainably at the moment. And there is something I'd like to put up the top of this friend zone. And that is that uh, one part of how I feel is slightly guilt-ridden because I have not uh, even started to edit the Kill episode, which is supposed to be out today. And those things are a process. It involves me doing quite a lot of stuff and then sending to AJ and then him doing a lot of stuff and then him sending it back to me and then me giving notes and sending it back to him and then him sending it to you for a final sign off. Mm. And uh, I tell you what, we are up
1: to step zero of that process for the current (laughs) episode. I I know that I'm inside of the sausage factory and so it's not my place to say, but I, um, I would not like for that to weigh heavy on my man. People understand, Tim, you've got a family, you've got other professional and personal obligations, you've got a whole life.
0: I have a commitment to the worst idea of all time, and I need everybody to know that. I'll scream it from Uh, the rooftops. I don't doubt
1: it. I mean, we were meant to podcast at um, 8.45am this morning, I had to do a school drop-off, so we didn't postpone it till you know, this isn't the days of yonder or your we didn't postpone it till 915 945 10am the next open slot we both had together was at 1030pm these are different times
0: we're adults mate it's going on and it's going off and it's all right
1: it's okay it you is know? okay i'm it's um, actually i'm rocking kind of and nice. rolling
0: around day to day with uh, on i would I would, it's definitely, it's like five hours sleep, but it's every night, it's about five hours, and I look very tired, and I feel tired, but I also (laughs) am doing it, and it
1: feels a little dangerous, and I'm kind of into it. Can I ask you, because this is something that I've, I've always been interested in, and by proxy I assume that at least one of the people listening, or the sole person listening would also be interested, what was your sleep regimen before child? Because I always mm, assume that I you're could, a man could, who's operating on five hours average a night anyway. Well,
0: it was like probably a seven hours on, I reckon seven hours is a good night of sleep for me. Um, mm. uh, and there is a big difference between five and seven, I think. They're different numbers. Yeah. They're a different To the tune of, hours, of two. You know? But you, yeah. You, which is you like. You drag it across
1: a week, there's a difference of a 14. Third-ish?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a big number. The numbers they add up,
1: they accrue. Yeah, yeah. It depends what symbol you put between. You're a pretty you good sleep, between... I, guy. You're pretty. Yeah. I sleep um, as much. I, I'm, I sleep as much as possible. And I also. Um, it's interesting co parenting because you do get caught on uh, adjusting, you know, schedules. But if we've got Olive, I'll, I'll go to bed at. Try and get to bed at ten o'clock every night, and get up with her. You know, when is that? I guess six thirty. You're getting eight hours then, and that's what I need. But I will say, nice. since I've started um, this, since I've oh fuck, I'm going to sound like I'm hawking something. Since I started transcendental oh, meditation, on. I can uh, I can yes. get by with a little bit less sleep than I previously required that's pretty dope this is a recent addition to guys life this is new to 2022 I feel like it gives you a a little energy boost
0: Um, I'm sure it does there's no doubt about that
1: that's cool
0: hey listen I was hanging out with your partner
1: last night (laughs) Chelsea it was last night yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. that was last night eh yeah Um, man the days are really blurring together but if you're in New Zealand or Australia, you should check out a movie that she's in called Nude Tuesday, which has received, don't just get it from me, folks, five-star review in The Guardian. You ever yeah. heard of that little, little
1: rag? The One of the big ones. And I'll tell you who else gave it a pretty positive review. Who? Guy Montgomery on Letterboxd. I'm not afraid to stars? call it how I see it. How many stars? Uh, I actually didn't star it. I said, full disclosure... I'm friends with the people who made this movie, and then I gave a review which said, and this movie ruled.
0: <laughs> that rocks. It's a very impressive bit of work. And um, I will say this. If, if anyone's interested to hear an even more earnest Timbo, if you could imagine such a thing, uh, a big part of the reason why I haven't um, been able to get to the Killian episode this week is because I've been working like a dog to get a podcast out that is sort of uh, promoting the film, essentially. I interviewed a whole bunch of people associated with the production of New Tuesday, and that will be
1: out yeah. very soon. I think it's important, probably for context, if you don't know, New Tuesday is a film made by our friends Jackie Van Beek and Arman Ballantyne. And the reason that it's a unique film, and it's, uh, it's you know, aside from being brilliant on its own terms, additionally... There are some mechanics which make it a fascinating case study. So it was a movie written by Jackie Van Beek in English about a sort of uh, a married couple who are, you know, they're in the, not the doldrums, but they're in a boring stage of their relationship. They've got kids. They're not excited. And they go to some sort of tantric uh, mountain retreat. And this was written in English. It was given to the actors. The actors learned the script. They rehearsed the script in English. And then when it came to shooting the script, they all spoke in a, a gibberish derived of sort of broad Scandinavian accents. A conlang. I learned that term from doing the podcast. A conlang. That's a constructed language. Or a uh,
0: spielang. A spielang, even a newer
1: term, which is those um, both sound like words from the movie. So they performed the whole yeah. movie in this gibberish. And then it was edited. The edit was locked off and then it was sent to a fantastic this the version I saw, a fantastic comedian and writer in Britain called Julia Davis who wrote, independent of knowing anything about the movie, an entire brand new set of subtitles. So when you watch the movie, it's subtitled in English, written by someone who has nothing to do with the original story or any concept of what the movie was meant to be about. And uh, everything sings. It's just crazy that it works. It's crazy you've got funding to be made.
0: Yeah, they had to do a little test shoot for it, but... Anyway, look, New Tuesday, you gotta see it, folks. You gotta bring your mates. Movies, very hard to make. Oh, they're tricky. They're so difficult and they're very Let's. hard to get funding for. So you gotta you gotta yeah. go out
1: and see the good ones. You let the fuckers know that this
0: one's a goodie.
1: And we do that by manipulating the box office numbers.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't care if you're to in America. Def-
0: to defeat the Hollywood machine, one must first understand the Hollywood machine. <laughs> And, and to understand
1: step, the Hollywood machine, you must engage with the Hollywood machine we must as become one the of Hollywood the smallest, machine. yeah, lowest level cogs. But once you're in the machine, it's easy to work your way up. Anyhow, now, speaking of the
0: Hollywood machine, Guy, here we go. usually I clear it with you first if I'm going to make an announcement on the podcast. And I always say I should never make announcements on the podcast before we've actually recorded them because it's a terrible <laughs> idea because we're always, we plan shit and then we can't find the time to do it and it just turns into a nightmare. However, um, let me let me put this out there as an exchange for the Kill Union episode being tardy. And also, I'm away this weekend, guys, so I can't even do it over the weekend. It's fine. Where are you going this weekend? But, well, I was going on a tramp with some friends, but the weather has turned, so now we're renting in a... a, a a school, what was a school, and we're going to hang out in there for a couple of nights.
1: Oh my God, Tim, you're going to have the best time. I'm so excited for you.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very fun. um I am kind of gutted that we're not going on the tramp, though, because my friend Nick had booked this beautiful hut eight months ago, didn't tell any of us, he just booked it. And then, at, like about three months ago, he's like, Oi, dudes these are the dates who could come. We <laughs> were like, shit, yeah. <laughs> but um, the weather has to, we've got the, look, this is very, very laddish behavior, but um, someone floated the idea of bringing a keg of beer, like a 50 liter keg in, and uh, it got away on us and we 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 built a stretcher to accommodate it. So we're going to carry that in with us on the tramp. But the thing is, it's very hard to do a river crossing um, with a keg if the river is, like, in any way, shape, or form, you know, flowing. And there's been a lot of <laughs> rainfall recently, so it's unfortunately gotten a bit risky.
1: <laughs> in any way, shape, or form, a river, essentially. Well, um, we could do it if it was calm. Yeah, yeah. Research was done. A I'm lot of research has been done for this trip. Yeah, you you missed the tramp element, so do you plan on um, sort of walking laps or rectangles of this abandoned school with the keg on a stretcher just yes. to simulate yes, absolutely. What... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely
0: I mean Joe's Joe's gone to the trouble of bit like you know there were there were schematics <laughs> and he built the stretcher the stretcher now exists he's constructed that so and we've got the keg that was organized uh, over a week ago so I think we owe it to our past selves um, to do a little pilgrimage Brad. all systems so are good. Cart it round but um, but let me say this. Someone, I presume in America, gave us, Guy Montgomery, $420.69 US <laughs> on the provider. Famously the
1: funniest <laughs> donation.
0: That we uh, go and see Morbius.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I say to that? And I still
0: don't know if I'm saying that right. Am I adding a syllable? Morbius? I think it looks Morbius, like
1: Morbius. Right? In my head, I've always been saying it as Moribus. And then I had to look it up today, and it was Morbius. That let me,
0: yeah, let me find the donation because that is an insane, that is an insane amount of money to send us to do something. It's fucked. It must be a bad Chris. Chris M writes, "Hey Tim and Guy, consider putting this toward a little something called Morbius if you can find the time together." Winky face, Chris who has left their uh, Twitter handle, which I will now read, because that is the treatment you get when you send us $420. Uh, oh, it's like a <laughs> but the O is a zero and the C is a K. So it's A-R-Y-S-T-0-K-R-A-T on Twitter. Have at the, if you're looking for a hero, that's where you'll find one.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, and I suppose what Tim is saying is that we're going to be watching Morbius. More like fashion. more of this. <laughs> not wrong. Anyway, not wrong. Not wrong. You're right. Shall I read a message, Tim? How, what are you feeling about Morbius,
0: Guy? Do you, does this feel like a, um, like a do-little situation where we just fucking pout the thing over a a 24 hour period at the cinema cuz i think it's still
1: it's still at the movies um i i sort of vaguely skimmed a research it looked like something that was going to be watched at home to me but um oh i see all that, i mean look i'd rather talk about that somewhere else tim i don't want to say anything regrettable, no i but... think
0: now's a great time to do it let me look this up Morbius session times <laughs> no it's no longer in new zealand cinemas Gutted.
1: Oh, damn.
0: Okay. (laughs) You're a better actor than that, Guy. Respect yourself.
1: No, I think it was exactly what I wanted to say. Now it reads as follows. Good evening, boys. I write to you first and foremost with a sincere apology. I recently had a dream in which I was the producer of your show. During a recording session on a beach, Guy refused to stop adjusting a large sheet of plexiglass on top of a tide pool. which led to a ferocious argument between the two of us. Later, Tim nervously apologized to me for Guy's behavior, but I was still upset. When Guy came back into the room, I pointed at him and shouted, You! And all he did was laugh at me. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. Well, I had to put up with a fair amount of verbal abuse from Guy in this dream. Tim, you were fine. It's no excuse for such unprofessional dream behavior on my part. I hope you can accept my humble $5 a month to your sub stack <laughs> as a real-life apology.
0: I feel Thank like you you've m-
1: been copying it, guy in the friend zone recently.
0: Do you, do you agree
1: with that assessment? Look, you can't blame someone for what their subconscious is telling them. And um, if that's the impression that this author has of me then um, I don't know what to say. That's, you know, that's <laughs> that's their problem. I'll finish it. Uh, it says, Thank you mm. for making this show long after you promised to stop. It means way more to me than it probably should, given the premise of this whole endeavor. Say my initials. Uh, A-J-M-B.
0: A-J-M-B. He's the person we want to be.
1: I like it. There, there I've got to a- say... I thought there um, were, I thought
0: there was more coming out, but there wasn't.
1: <laughs> I I don't, you know, uh, to share a dream is not always an interesting thing to do, but I felt that obviously being in the dream is the one thing that can make it interesting. But I thought it was also well written. So thank you, AJMB, and B, and thank you for the five dollars a month. Here's another one, guy.
0: Can you believe we give, we've got two messages? <laughs> it's not just the one. <laughs> This one's from December. (laughs) Do you remember (laughs) December? (laughs) Do you know what that was like? I liked it, I think. Pre-Christmas is heading up to Christmas. I mean, Christmas was within it, but this was sent on the 3rd, which was a Friday, Gmail reliably informs me. And this one is about Deathblat, which is a different podcast that we're on with the McElroy brothers. That's right. An annual institution, which comes out in November. Uh, this, uh, subject line is, I may be your top listener of Deathblatt, if nearly 10,000 minutes counts. Oh boy, here we go. Hi gang, you probably get a massive influx of emails all the time, but I think you might find this a little funny. I'm Esme, I'm 20, I live in the UK, and I discovered till Death to Us Blatt in 2018 and have enjoyed every episode thoroughly. But, I've got to admit, I don't think I've ever heard a full episode because of how, efficiently it knocks me out at night. I get one hour in and I'm gone. I soon fall uh I soon fell into a habit of listening to it to fall asleep. Most specifically either the 2017 or 18 episodes. They're very good. I got my Spotify rap the other day and simply put I managed to listen to 9,726 minutes this year alone. And I know I've been doing this for the past few years. I've just never counted my stats. But that is one week of this year alone spent listening to you guys ramble on and on about a terrible movie for the year in a row. To end on a pleasant note, I truly love this podcast with all of my heart. And I will never hesitate to recommend it to friends who struggle with anxiety as a way to find a break from the stresses of their life. And they also experience the same results. Your silly podcast has had a great effect on me and my friends and has led to some very restful nights. Thanks, Esme P.S. attached Just the proof, plus a testimonial from a friend. Got a screenshot here, Guy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> your top podcast was Till Death Us You listened to four episodes for a total of 9,726 <laughs> minutes. And the testimonial reads thusly, It's so good because you're not worried about missing anything important and they're just like lightheartedly joking uh, around. It feels like sitting quietly in between a conversation your friends are having, like tucked under the covers you feel all safe as they talk over your head. And in like the 2018 episode, they're all comfy talking and joking with each other and it just feels so casual. (laughs) Calling back on old jokes and reminiscing in weird ways to watch. Tuck it quiet by your ear and it's slightly soft and muffled by the pillow. (laughs) I really love it. It's so cute. <laughs> I just there's is, this is a conversation happening between friends where they're talking about how cozy this podcast is. I love it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it is um I guess uniquely positioned to do that because it is so manageable. It's such a small number <laughs> of episodes. You're never at risk of falling behind.
0: You'd have to say, though, getting to 9,700 and I think it was
1: 62 minutes. But, you know, I did that. 10,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if you're a numbers me. person, that would drive you crazy. I mean, for all the sleep you got from listening to the podcast, I imagine you'd be up double, regretting the missed opportunity. <laughs>
0: oh, no. Don't plant that Any- seed.
1: Anyhow. I'm going to read something. It's from... Oh, that's a PS... And that one says oh. non zone. Oh. Oh, you this is hear from nice. Clara. No, okay. I just, this is super punchy, and it's like so. The way it's written, it felt like something someone had to just get off their chest and then keep doing whatever they were doing. Have listened to nineteen episodes of the first set of podcasts. First time ever listening to podcasts for me, and I'm totally hooked.
0: Fuck yeah, dude! Hell yes. Dude.
1: We're serious. Twelve dollars? Yeah.
0: From Clara. And in a note which reads Well boys, I think your Sex in the City two day should qualify you for knighthood. One dollar <laughs> to you pieces of shit. Affectionate for every time I had to pause this piece of shit, derogatory, movie and put my head in my hands. Lots of love. Clara. So Clara has watched Sex in the City 2. If I'm to believe this message and had to pause it a dozen
1: times for how bad it was. Thank you so much, Clara. That's not even once every 10 minutes. But that's still quite a lot, isn't it? Like if you're watching a movie, the goal is always the, to do it in a one hit. It's the key.
0: It's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the 12 times is so many. To yeah, keep yeah, having yeah. to
1: pause it. It's like, oh yeah. boy, that's a bad film. That's That's a bad flick, man. It's funny because I I relate to the wanting to pause, but with that top of mind, it's a real lesson in discipline because if you can just stomach the whole thing at once, it's over a lot quicker. If you're pausing it 12 times, you're making it last at minimum 12 seconds longer. And And you're talking to two guys who know
0: about these things. Yeah. We're experts. All right? Don't be fooled by cheap imitations and knock off imposters. Timbo and Guy Guy. Those are the two got to listen to. Yeah. I got anna-
1: ones. I've got another super punchy one. And, you know, you might want to answer this or you can gloss over The Frosty
0: Fowlers Guy. Often licked.
1: Never, never beaten. beaten. Hey, big fan of the show. I was curious as to what recording equ- equipment you guys use.
0: All right. You ready for this? I've got a Shure SM58A Beta. It's like an SM58, but it's got a slightly hotter pickup. And that's a good thing. That is running into what have I got these days? A zoom F eight, I think it is or
1: F six. And Guy has got I got an S M fifty eight plugged into some weird like bottom end extension by Sure. A Sure XTU. that And it's got like a cable you plug into it into a USB which is plugged into my computer. Next message. <laughs> Hi Hell Tim. Yeah.
0: Oh, this one's just for me. Hi, Tim. Love your work. Hey, this was written on Christmas Eve, Guy. How cool is that? Hi, Tim. Love your work, and I'm a devoted listener. I think I've made a discovery of biblical proportions. On the last latest episode of And Just Like That, you were thanked for your sacrifice. I thought about it for a while, and I had a revelation. You and Guy are Jesus returned. There is no reason for you to go through hell again and again except that you give so we can receive. I have registered for the local authorities as a new religion, the Church of the Double Kiwi Jesus, your faithful servant. Now, this is a tricky name for me, and I'm going to say Stymia. Nope, that's not it, Uh, because there's an R in there. Stymia.
1: Stymia is what I'm going with. Thank you, Stymia. A noble um, apostle. Yeah, that's the word, isn't it? Hey, fuck boys. What do you feel?
0: What do you? Come on now. What do you think about a church, starting You at the top. It's too much cool. for me.
1: It's way too much for me. Not your style. I, um, no, no. You don't want to be in charge of a church. That no have good you seen comes the Pope's Mm, you seen this? The probably
0: in passing. It's not etched into my memory. Do me, guy. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. In in listener to this podcast. Do me a favor also. Do do what I'm telling guy to do. Google image search Pope throne. And it's not the big like golden one. Oh, I what don't the think fuck? that's his official throne. It's the uh, Yeah, right. Like what? <laughs> what's going on with the wall of pain that is behind him? <laughs> That's real. <laughs> I mean, that's what he that's for some reason where he sits on his power. That's it's not attached to the chair though that whole Is
1: that just where he always sits in front of that big freaky backdrop?
0: It's where the official throne of the Catholic Pope, the Catholic the head of the Catholic Church sits, man. That's, I sort don't of, know why though. <laughs> it's,
1: it's so terrifying. Yeah, it's it, I think it's terrifying because it's modern. It, you know it's not like the traditional imagery you're used to seeing in association with the church. It feels like <laughs> deliberately currently spooky.
0: Separate from its modernity, it just is spooky. It's like a bunch of a wall of spirits of trapped spirits, trapped tortured people spirits.
1: Yeah and if it's not that then it just looks like a I big, don't like it scary shrub or tree. Anyway, Ooh, the
0: scariest of all the plants, a the scary tree. shrub.
1: Oh, a scary shrub. Come on, shrub. You, shrub. you can set a big fire with a shrub. <laughs> Take it from me. <laughs> I light like them. Hey, fuck boys! Feel free to use this on the friend zone. Your discussion of bad hangovers was delightful and inspired me to share a scale of hangovers I've created. The intensity of your hangover is gauged by your shower the next day. I find a shower, like including this. a little self-love. Well, wow, it's getting very confessional. Yes, I mean jerking off. It can really help you even, <laughs> we got the it. Ke- even the keel after a rough night. But the scale is based on my position in the shower for most of it. Standing is just a regular, a few too many after rugby practice. Sitting is more like after a big Saturday night. This, this person's obviously got a chair in their shower. I'm assuming. Because... Sitting on the floor of a shower is a very different energy. No one is in power if they're sitting on the shower floor. That's a very Mm. low status, in my opinion.
0: Sit Um, on the floor of the shower, no longer in power. Sit
1: on the throne for the Pope. You're scary and you're dope. That's what I say too. Uh, Sitting is more after a big Saturday night. Lying down as in a bath, back supported on the tub, head shoulders above what would be the waterline, is for nights that went too late, had too much booze and likely other chemicals. Lying down flat in the bottom with knees bent is normal for a blackout night. (laughs) You get in the shower and
0: lie down? (laughs) Oh my God. I don't think I've ever been that bad.
1: Uh, Lying down flat in the bottom with knees bent is normal for a blackout night. And exactly once I hit... Fetal position. Oh, and exactly once, I hit fetal position. Wow. you got to be low. It was (laughs) terrible. I'll use those descriptions to relate my sorrow to my wife, to her amusement. My worst hangover? I've had a few two-day hangovers where I used the shower gauge twice for one hangover, including after my stag do, which was probably the drunkest I've ever been. 100% alcohol poisoning. Probably should have gone to hospital. But my absolute worst was a very, was actually a very innocuous night drinking draft Guinness at a bar with notoriously dirty lines. <laughs> Bacteria gets in there and can really fuck you up. I literally oh, spent gosh. about 16 hours. This is grotesque. My sinus hurts hearing this, man. Uh, throwing up everything I tried to put in my stomach with a headache that made me worried I was having a stroke. I shouldn't laugh. This is crazy. Why are you sharing this? <laughs> for two days, I was capable of nothing but drinking tea and lying on the couch. And the headache lingered for around four days total. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but wait. But I didn't paint the bathroom with my own shit. So I guess it wasn't too terrible. (laughs) Say my name. You just had a shower lying down, Chris. Take that, guy. The juice was worth the squeeze. You really got me. I was like, this is crazy. Why is this so... (laughs) Uh, You're making me laugh.
0: I've never I've never laid down in a shower, man. That is next level. Th- <laughs> I wouldn't even think to do it. I wouldn't e- it's not even in my brain as a possibility of something you no. can do in a shower. It's- I might have said this before in a podcast, but um uh I used to work with a guy called Gerald and apparently back in the day he would um bring a stool into the shower and a pack of cigarettes. <laughs>
1: Wow, it's the the coolest or saddest thing I've heard in my life. <laughs> I think it's both <laughs> and I need to know a little more about Gerald to make the call. I'm just thinking this Chris lives in um Canada, from what I can understand, and they do have. Showers He's playing where... rugby in Canada. Yeah, yeah, people play rugby I'd in Canada. Fully assumed he was a Kiwi. Um, they've got like short; they're they're not long, but they've got little sort of bath style bases you know something you can lie down in not comfortably but you're in a bath essentially you're not just cramped up in like a shower cube which is what we imagine i think from new zealand or at least i do Mm, true good point but still you know yeah still dangerous
0: if you give yourself alcohol poisoning and you just lie down while water you're waterboarding yourself really if you fuck it up Here's a subject line that I want you to know about, Guy. The subject line reads, Michael Patrick King is definitely on to you guys. This is dated the 29th of December 2021. It's from someone identifying as B, and, you know, this is mere days out from New Year's. Mm. It's an important bit of the year. A lot of stuff's going on. Crucially, B needed to write us the following email. Dear Tim and Guy, Happy New Year. I've been following along with your recaps of, and just like that, with eager anticipation, and have been cackling along with the frequent assertions Michael Patrick King seems to be targeting you guys directly. I just wanted to say, it might not be as insane as one may think. You see, the first Sex in the City movie came out when I was in middle school, and I have vivid memories of seeing a magazine cover at my local borders books, one of the few places a young gay boy could read horny manga Without using the computer he shared with his parents and siblings, that showed the four stars of the series posing with their mouths duct, tape, duct taped shut. It was a really striking image, and though I never read the article itself, it was a timeout. Uh, it was a timeout piece suggesting the franchise had overstayed its welcome, and there was no real need to make a continuation. That cultural critics book. that that cultural critics were already arguing Sex and the City was past its prime 14 years ago and HBO is still making it in 2022 is a grim comment in itself understandably the cover apparently caught some flack at the time and Sarah Jessica Parker even sarcastically commented on it when she did an interview with the magazine years later so the cast and crew were clearly aware of it why is this relevant you may ask Well, (laughs) if you recall Sex in the City 2 has a scene where Carrie reads the New Yorker's review of her new book, and the article is accompanied by a caricature of her with duct tape over her mouth as well as comments on how she should take a vow of silence because her writing has gotten trite and irrelevant there is no way this wasn't michael patrick king slipping in a dig at timeout over their cover mocking his movie the fact that the film later goes on to equate carrie having a mean-spirited cartoon of her being t- to being gagged uh, the really cartoon of her being gagged in a magazine with the plight of women living under oppressive and sometimes violent regimes shows that the man clearly has, in addition to absolutely zero self-awareness, an axe to grind when it comes to criticism of his work. If Michael was made so enraged by a publication having a hot take about his movie that he felt the need to write a scene dedicated to calling them out in the sequel, it seems entirely possible to me that someone made him aware that there was a podcast devoted two entire seasons to ripping his work to shreds. I think we can officially say that you are through the looking glass, gentlemen, love and support, Be no postscript. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you really brought it home at the end there you dropped it like it was this very powerful uh, conspiracy theory which I suppose it is and look I'm totally in on this uh, it all hinges on you know whether or not we believe that the response in the New Yorker contained in the Sex in the City 2 universe was a response to a review and You provided enough connective tissue for me not to lift up any other rocks. I'm sold.
0: (laughs) So easily pliable guy.
1: I am. It's one of my greatest qualities.
0: Second greatest quality? He's got killer eyes. You can't see it right now because this is an audio podcast, but they're gorgeous. Ah, He's also
1: very tall. get away from the
0: physical stuff. He's also (laughs) a great guy. One of the great guys.
1: Elon Musk just published a tweet that says "crypto, crypto night," like crypto mm. and then night, all as one word. So it's like "cryptonite" as well. Mm. Um, mm. Ten hours ago, as seventy point seven thousand retweets, one hundred sixty-two well,
0: thousand people let's like it. Let's get into uh, the latest segment that we've added to the friend zone. How's Bitcoin going? <laughs> <laughs> And the answer is not great. Well. Down 6.2% in the last 24 hours. Down 29% in the last five days. And down 57.8% in the last six months. Sitting at a wickedly talented 20,590 USD. Wow. I don't even know what it does. It's provocative, man. That's the point. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> people just are talking people about
1: going. it. Do you want one more from me? I thought you were going to read one more. It's your turn. No, I'm just relaxing now. Okay. But I'll, I'll, well, I'll listen to one from
0: you. Hello. In one of your recent episodes, I heard you mention Latinx. FYI, that term doesn't exist. And Latino is considered gender neutral in Latino countries. So they consider it weird when people say it. Source trust me bro other source there's a link to a reddit uh, comment that is all love oh thanks and love your work good enough for me
1: two sources thanks emailer there's one more source yeah. than our previous and I took that hook line and sinker so you better believe you sure do <laughs> I feel this with twice the intensity
0: blam got him
1: thank you very much now what's happening guy in my life uh yeah okay yeah what's happening in your life man uh i don't know i might listen to a song after this
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah you got any in your mind
1: <laughs> now i'm gonna go on youtube and just click on the first video that takes my fancy
0: Charles Mingus, do you know uh I've been listening to two artists today one of them is Mr. Harry Belafonte, and the other is
1: Lewis Cole who rules I don't know a lot about Lewis Cole. What can you tell me um, I know that,
0: I think he's done some tracks he's definitely like toured with um, Thundercat. And uh, most importantly, he's, I believe, like one half. Maybe there's more, but there's kind of two front people in a, a really great band called Noah. And uh, he's also probably one of the members of Clown Corps, but he's never admitted to it. But I think that's it. I think we can now safely assume that's his project.
1: Oh, really? Do, they, do, they, do those guys, they don't say who they are?
0: Nah, they're like Tism. Tism's also gigging this year. Which makes me want to go to Australia just to fucking see them.
1: What's going on with Tism?
0: Tism's um, Tism's this band, this Australian band. It stands for This Is Serious Mum. And they had, I think, like a few chart toppers, but all their music's incredibly silly. And uh, no one knew who they were. And there's competing theories. One is that it's the, well, it was the Wiggles it was like the Wiggles' alter ego because they were doing so much kids' music they wanted to do some shit that was just like really fucked up, really fucked up lyrics and fucked up music. So they created this this alternative thing called Tism. Um, what is more likely is people were noticing that they would only go on tour during uh, school holidays. So they're probably school teachers who formed a band. <laughs> but like I one like of the it. songs is called I Might Be a Cunt But I'm Not a Fucking Cunt. And it's about how like the dude is he's pretty bad but he could be worse.
1: It's <laughs> a really funny concept.
0: Oh, I yeah, like it. I might be a what is it? I might be a rock star, but I'll never be a critic. Um I can't remember the rest of the lyrics. Uh oh, do you know who Glenn McGrath is? Yeah. Is a cricketer or something? They've got a, a song called The Parable of Glenn McGrath's haircut. That's a good track.
1: I was watching old Claire McGrath videos recently and thinking about his haircut, so
0: with the know. Well, the, song, the song's good. Oh and probably their most famous song is called uh I'm on the drug brackets that killed River Phoenix. I reckon oh, you wow. that one if you heard it. I'm on wow, the drug, that... I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug that killed River Phoenix. any people knee. just Alright, time to wrap this up.
1: <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But um you're probably right.
0: Okay everybody. Well again, my uh profuse, profound and repeated apologies that the Kill episode episode's gonna be a little bit late. Um, them's the breaks this week. I am sorry about it, but it's
1: also the reality of the situation. If you're in New Zealand you can watch Tim doing stand up comedy on T V N Z plus on a new stand up series called Laughs Unleashed.
0: Yeah, that's it. This is the one um and if you're in australia you can catch guy on, the, on one of the latest episodes of have
1: you been paying attention which he smashed <laughs> i was so divisive in the facebook comments i'm having the time of my life in there
0: well i spoke to the person today who runs the new zealand version of that show and uh he said that you absolutely crushed i haven't wow. i haven't watched it because i don't even know if i can here can i
1: no, it's um, it's illegal. I mustn't. I'm forbidden. Yeah, and you're a but good look guy. at us, guy. Look at us doing our little jokes on the telly. Hey, I know what a luxury. A um, well, I love you, Tim. And the next time I talk to you, it's going to be miles away from these microphones. It's going to be mano e mano. Fuck yeah, we're going to strip our clothes off, get greased up, and hang out. And if it's not before you go to the school to march around with a keg, have the fucking time of your life, dude.
0: (laughs) Cheers, brother. Bye-bye.